0: Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy to be praised. Well, God bless you. Thank you, worship team. Get your Bibles and turn to Malachi chapter 3. You know, I'm old enough to remember some things. I'm old enough to remember when just the last five minutes of this service, folk knew it was time to have church. Now we got folk waiting around. What do we do now? What do we do now? So. God is good. You praise him. That's like going into a library. Look around and say, What do I do now? Read a book. Malachi chapter 3, verses 10 and 11. I feel the strength of God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read that out loud together. Are you ready, please? Are you ready? All right, let's begin. Bring ye all the tithes into my storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, Sayeth the Lord of hosts, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to share your word. Do in me and through me and to your people only what you can do so you can be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm going to minister a kingdom word from these passages of scripture entitled, Meet in the House of God meat in the house of God meat God says to bring the tithe somebody say tithe Tithe. it's been a long time since I spoke about tithing from this pulpit but God says bring the tithe that's 10% of your total weekly or monthly or bi-monthly income into God's storehouse. Where is God's storehouse? God's storehouse is his temple. It's the church. <clears throat> Tell somebody you're sitting in a treasury. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sitting in a treasury, a depository of wealth. That's why I wonder oftentimes, I'm curious as to why people don't get healed because you don't know you're sitting around healing. I don't know why you don't get delivered. You're sitting in the midst of deliverance. I don't know why you don't get blessed because you're sitting and blessings are all around you. This is a treasury. Somebody say this is a treasury. Yeah, yeah. God's. Storehouse is God's temple, his church. And God said there's a reason he wants meat in his house. Meat, write down the word meat. I know, <clears throat> I know that um, <laughs> we have an increasing number of people that are becoming vegan. I salute you. But old boy, go have him some meat at nine, then. Meat. Meat has always been the one singular word that speaks of food or sustenance. Sustenance. So God says the reason he wants the tithe to be brought to his house is because the tithe represents food. Meat sustenance. Um, I think I mentioned this last week that I discovered I should have known because the Bible says know the state of your flock but I discovered that we've got a lot of silver spoon saints in this church. I I just didn't know. I I just didn't know that you all didn't come from the streets like me. So let me let me Kind to make some things a little bit more plain because that's what I got to do. But, but I, 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 <laughs> I, was, I was raised up in a home where if you invited people into your house, you at least offered them some water. You, you, you had some type of sustenance to offer them because your house had, was a house of hospitality. Well, see, you need to understand this is God's house. Somebody say, this is God's house. house. Say, this is God's house. Say it like with your outdoor voice. This is God's house. (laughs) Amen. See, this is how you know uh, that this is God's house because you don't see me and Deborah's picture anywhere up in... If you want to see my picture and hers, you got to come to our house. So so see, this is God's house. So as this being God's house, then you need to know that there's going to be some sustenance in here for you. There's going to be something that he's going to be able to give you to show his hospitality and his love for you. I want you to begin to think about that right now and begin to in your mind, begin to get what you need because your heavenly father knows you're in his house. He knows you are his children and he will not bring you in here and not meet your need. God will not bring you into his house and have nothing to offer you. We gotta stop coming to church. I hope they sing that song. Ooh, I hope he preach that. I hope you, you in God's house, there's always going to be something here for you. But, 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 but again, we have to look at the text, and we have to wrestle with it a little bit, because that's how we learn from it, and it becomes a part of us. God says that we have to bring the tithe if there's going to be sustenance in his house. <laughs> if, if there's going to be healing and deliverance and salvation and breakthrough and blessing, you got to bring it. Look at somebody, but don't say it. Just look at them like you're asking them, what did you bring today? Don't say it. Just look at them and, 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 and just like... Because if you didn't bring anything... Thank you, Elder. If you didn't bring anything into the house, somebody sitting next to you may not get anything because you didn't bring anything. God says the reason he wants us to bring our tithe is so there can be meat, food, in his house. Uh. See, the principle of tithing, particularly in the Old Testament, was established whereas the Levites and the priests, they didn't have any jobs. They didn't get any land inherited. So how they were taken care of was the people brought the tithe <laughs> and they lived off the tithe. The priests and the Levites lived off what the people gave. The preacher is supposed to live off what the people give. Right? Well, we got about five people happy. Hey, I'm just in the book. I'm okay. I ain't starving. My nose is running, but I'm good. So the meat. Initially, that the people brought was to take care of the Levites and the priests. But now the Levites were responsible for the tabernacle, the sacrifices, the worship, the offerings, and the people. (laughs) The priests gave the gifts that the people gave them to God. The priests were responsible for the sacrifices of the people. So the Levites and the priests were responsible for the people's worship to God. The Levites and the priests were responsible for the worship of the entire nation. There could be no worship unto Jehovah God without the Levites and the priests. Now obviously the people understood the importance of the Levites and the priests because they kept bringing tithes until this time. People not wanting to pay their tithe ain't nothing new. Let's do it. I wasn't going to do it, but since you're looking at me like that. Uh, go to Malachi chapter 3. And... uh Let's look at verse number six. Because I, the Lord, do not change. Is that in your Bible? I'm going to make sure I ain't, you know, I've got my eyes still a little foggy I'm crying. Because I, the Lord, do not change. You descendants of Jacob have not been destroyed. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have turned away from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. God says, Listen, let's make a deal. You come back to me, I'll come back to you. I really ain't went nowhere, but. Watch what it says. But you ask, How can we return? Because some of them don't think they ain't left. I'm still going to church. I'm still singing in the choir. I'm still going to this and that and the third. Watch what he says. Will a man rob God, but you robbed me. God says, you ain't came back to me if you ain't tithing. I don't care how long you sit. I don't care how often you in this church. I don't care how often you in the pews. I don't care how often you sing. I don't care how often you play instrument. I don't care how often you're behind the camera. If you don't tithe, you ain't returned to me. We're not, we ain't, hook, we ain't hooked up. We, we, ain't, we ain't hanging. You ain't my boy like you used to because you quit tithing. You're not providing meat for my house. And they said, but you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. That's what the Bible says. I'm not making this up. God says, you're robbing me. You're keeping meat from my house and my people. All right, let's go back. So. The priests and the Levites were responsible for, as I said, worship. The entire nation worshipped with their assistance, (laughs) with their knowledge. So the giving, write this down, the giving of the tithe ensured worship of God continued. The giving of the tithe ensures God continually is worship. Mm, You missed it. Say it again. When the tithe stops, God says worship stops. Oh, you thought it was all the songs we sing. Oh, you thought it's because we have wonderful anointed dancers with anointed uh, costumes and glorious gowns and things. You thought that was worship. No, if there's no tithing, God says there's no worship. There has to be meat in the house for God to consider what we do worship. See, worshiping God is crucial because worship celebrates God, and anyone you celebrate, you invite into your presence. That's why we got to worship. Again, I'm just old enough to remember before we had professional dances and dance teams and mime, all that stuff. Y'all remember before that stuff? We used to worship, y'all used to worship. You used to dance there, dance here, dance there, back there. But now you watch watching everybody else. So you don't do it. We got praise teams, so you don't praise. I remember when there was choirs. I remember when them, everybody had to put on the most stinking choir robes that they didn't get cleaned enough and you tried to get one that you said was yours. <laughs> so nobody else would wear it but you. Now I'm not saying everybody in the choir was say I'm not saying that, cause... but i tell you what, today, at 62 years old, I appreciate some Ricky Dillard. Ricky Dillon be getting it with that choir. I'm like, I remember them days. Come on, Ricky. (laughs) I'm telling you, choir used to tear you up, choir tear the whole church up. Worshipping, hear me now, worshiping God is crucial. Say, crucial. Because worship celebrates God. And whoever you celebrate, you're inviting them into your presence. This is why we must never stop worshiping, no matter how great the singers and whatever we have. You need to open your mouth. You need to clap your hands. See, some of you need to hear this, this next statement. I'm going to make it. I'm going to say it. Now, I, I, know, I know the band, some of them in here, some of them downstairs, they'll get it. Worship costs money. You'll get it on the way home. Worship costs money. Look at all these instruments. Now you got in-air monitors and stuff I don't even know anything about. They just say, Bishop, we need it. It's gonna make it it's gonna make it so much better. Okay, go ahead and get it then. Because the worship experience is what invokes the presence of God. Let me let me let me go a little bit further. Let me go a little bit further. Worship costs money. If you don't believe it, next time you tune in to the stellars. Try to calculate how much money it costs to put the Stellars on. How many sound engineers and speakers and lights and the Dove Awards, the Grammys, the CMAs. Those are major celebrations. And because they're major celebrations, all kinds of famous people show up. Because people love to be celebrated. Elbow your neighbor and say, he talking about us. Come on now, if we have something for you, you gonna come, you gonna invite your cousin, your auntie, you gonna invite people who don't even like you. So when we worship God, and we do it in spirit and in truth, he shows up. Because everybody likes to be celebrated. It costs money to worship. Say that with me. It costs money to worship. Well, let me just add a little something else to that. I was having a conversation with a couple people uh, about this uh, rather recently. So I'll just let you in on the conversation. One of the things we learned from our pastors, and then we saw it in operation over the years, Is when you invite a speaker or we invite a speaker or a singer or any gift to the body of Christ. You want them to feel as comfortable, happy and blessed as possible. You know why? Because you want to get the best out of them. We want to get we want to get the best out out of any person that stands behind this holy desk and ministers to you. So we're going to try to pay them a little more than what they asked for. We're going to to take care of their their, their meals. We're going to put them in a nice hotel. It's going to be clean. They're going to be so happy they want to preach for three days. It's called hospitality. The Bible says bishops should have that. That's how you get the best out of people. Why is that important? Because when we all give our best in worship, God responds in kind. Yeah. God responds. Come on, you got to give him your best praise, your best worship, your best thank you, Jesus. We got to give him our best. I want God to manifest. Every time we show up in this building, I want the power and the presence of Almighty God. Don't you sit on your praise. While I'm doing this talking, you got enough nerve to sit there and look at me now. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. See, what I just did is a type and kind of what the Levites and the priests did. They led the people into worship. They taught the people how to give. Let me use a little example. Uh, uh, Come here, Elder Jeff. Now, he just came up here. Let's pretend like he had his name is uh, Jeff Lyle. That's kind of Hebrew. Jeff Lyle. (laughs) Elder Jeff Lyle, he came up here and this pen is a a lamb he wants me to offer. And it's it's jacked up. (laughs) Jeff Lyle, come on, bro. You know, you can't bring no jacked up lamb to Jehovah. (laughs) See, that's what the priests do. That's what the Levites do. They help people worship God at the highest level so they can get the best from God. because we know you want God to bless Jeff Leah. I know you got some family members. I know you got some things going on in your body. I know you got some enemies. Jeff Leah, so don't bring that to God. Now, all right, my brother. All right. See that, that thank you, Jeff, Elder. See, that's what we do. I can't let you just come here any kind of way you want to come here and give God anything you want to give Him and, and then you expecting God to do all these wonders for you. You don't even understand. You don't understand. It doesn't work like that. Look at someone and tell them it doesn't work that way. Celebrations and worship services cost money. First Chronicles 16, 29. Give, give, give unto the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering. Some of y'all probably have never read that before. Give unto the Lord the glory due His name. Bring Him an offering. And come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. See, worship glorifies God. When we bring him an offering, we are glorifying him. We are honoring him. And when you really... (laughs) When you really get to know his presence, you can't wait to get into his presence. And you will actually find yourself from time to time in a corporate setting, getting angry with some folk that's hindering his presence. Write this down please. This will help you. Excuse me. God is not properly worshiped if he is not given our time, our talent and our treasure. God is not properly worshiped if he is not given our time, our talent and our treasure. Watch this, watch this. Just dancing and singing ain't worship. That's a party. Just dancing and singing, that's not worshiping God. Proverbs 3 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth (laughs) and with the first and best part of all your income. I love that. Love that translation. And the first and the best. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and best. This is God we're talking about. (laughs) So the tithe, my brothers and sisters... The tithe honors God. And the tithe is also the first and best part of our income. Tithing provides meat, food, sustenance, strength. Tithing makes the church strong. Oh, we're going deeper now. We're going deeper. Tithing makes the church strong. Let's say that together. Ready? On three. One, two, three. Tithing makes the church strong. It provides meat. That's why we didn't have to ask you for a special offering to spend fifty, hundred fifty thousand dollars to do the parking lot. Now see, y'all should thank God right there. I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know what's wrong with you today. I don't know what's wrong with you. I just gotta tell you. I didn't do it myself. Somebody said, catch the revelation. Come on, lay hands on yourself. Come on, say catch the revelation. Come on, grab your forehead, shake yourself, say, come on now. And I'm not trying to be insensitive or make fun of anybody. You didn't, have to, you didn't see me get up and say, that y'all know so many cracks out there in that parking lot. And I sure wouldn't want one of them senior mothers get a flat tire out there on that parking lot. We got to do something, y'all. Don't we got to do something, y'all? I didn't do that. Homie, don't play that. Tithing provides meat from a, <laughs> from a biological standpoint. From a biological standpoint, meat represents protein. Every human body needs protein. Your muscles need protein to be strong, to grow strong. That's why God compared tithing with meat, protein. It makes the body strong. Builds your muscles. Protein regulates your immune system. Uh Uh-oh. A tithing church is a strong church and a church that won't get sick as quick. What do I mean by sick? Ill. This, this applies to your own uh, home as well. If you don't have enough money to pay for your bills, your furnace, and this is not prophetic, or any of that, your furnace go out and you can't pay for it to get fixed and it's, winter's coming, you're financially sick. There shouldn't be anything that goes on that you don't have the ability to respond to. Same way with the church. Hey, We ought to be able to respond to any and everything that happens because we're strong. Why are we strong? Because you're bringing some meat up in this piece. Psalm twenty nine two, give there that word is again, give to the Lord the glory. His name deserves. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. <clears throat> worship. Tithing, is worshiping. It's a major part of our worship. Worship is spiritual warfare. This is another reason you cannot afford we cannot afford not to sing when we come to church. Worship is part of our spiritual warfare. It glorifies God. Our songs speak of his greatness, who he is. Our songs (laughs) single out God separating him from all other beings. When we When we worship God in our, excuse me, in our singing, the lyrics of the song tell of his greatness. Hmm. The lyrics of the song, songs plural, that we sing should increasingly magnify the Lord. Watch this now, hallelujah. And as we continue to magnify him, while what we're doing at the same time is telling every other creature, you don't compare to him. When we lift him up, demons fall down under your feet. When we lift him up, falls down on this. when we lift him up poverty falls down when we lift him up every other creature every other being comes subservient to the glory and the grandeur and the power of the Lord God Almighty that's why we worship Woo. Oh God hallelujah hallelujah There's nobody greater. There's nobody greater than him. That's why we worship. That's why we sing about him. And at the same time, put all things under our feet. Write this down. Worship exalts. Worship exalts the one being worshipped. You got to be careful. That's where we're ever so careful about the songs we sing. gotta be careful y'all are you hearing me we can't sing songs that glamorize the lgbtq and then wonder why our kids don't want to know what gender they want to be because you're exalting it in their presence telling saints God know you're human <laughs> only scripture I'm going to give I'm going to move on against that proof text 2nd Corinthians 7, 517 if any man be in Christ they're a new create. you ain't just human that's a crutch so you could sleep around, do drugs gamble don't say, don't say nothing. You're to not say nothing. You're not human anymore. You're more than human. If you want to be. All right. Start out, put that out there. You did come to Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion. So worship exalts the one being worshiped. Psalm 99.5. Exalt ye the Lord our God and worship at his footstool for he is holy. Exalting is elevating. It's raising him up. It's lifting God up. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. God says the tithe is equivalent to meat. And again, we've said this already. Meat gives us strength. Strength to do what? Lift Jesus up. Can I tell you something? Paving that parking lot lifted Jesus up. You may not realize it. It lifted Jesus up. Buying all new computers. Replacing carpet when it wears out. That lifts up Jesus. He does the same thing with your home or your apartment. Say amen. God says, I'm gonna turn the corner, I'm gonna be done. God says, <laughs> Bring meat. To his house, not milk, not pudding. And to my wonderful Wisconsin members, not cheese. And while I got the chance, I know that this probably ain't right. We don't want no Aaron Rodgers. I know that's wrong. Preacher shouldn't use a pulpit for such things. I've been salty for years. I'm just admitting it, y'all. Pray my deliverance. <laughs> Man, gonna talk about you own the bears. Okay, let me let me just move. All right, come on. Son, 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 son. So so again, God says, "Come on, let me bring y'all back. Let me bring y'all back." <laughs> so God says to bring meat to His house. God says bring meat. Say it with me. God says bring meat. Into his house, not milk, not fruit, not vegetables, meat, because there's a difference. Now, why is that significant? Turn a corner, we're going to leave. There is another place in the scriptures that God compares something very, very special with meat. Turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter five. This should just solidify it. We can go home. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14. For when the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need one teaches you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. Verse 13. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful or inexperienced in the word of righteousness for he is (laughs) just a babe or immature verse 14 but strong meat solid food belongs to them that are a full age mature even those who by reason of use or practice have their senses trained to discern both good and evil So the writer of Hebrews, some say it was Apollos, some say Paul, it's in the holy canon of scripture, says that strong meat is only for the mature. Mm. Milk is for babies. If you want to stay a baby, don't tithe. If you don't tithe, the pastor won't he'll have to work three jobs. He ain't going to have a whole lot of time to study. He's going to take a little bit from T.D. Jakes and Rob Parsley and... Voila! It's going to be over on the keyboard or Hammond B3. And the Lord, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be all that stuff. Because you can't afford to pay him, so he ain't gonna have no strong word. He ain't got no time to get a strong word. He getting off work. He's driving. You're not gonna have a strong church. Strong meat. Oh no! No verse thirteen. Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word. Unskillful, inexperienced. Preachers preacher don't have enough time to spend with the word because you won't get him off his job. Cause you don't understand spiritual things like you think you do. Well, I gotta work at nine five. He ain't no different than me. Yeah, he is. That's your problem. He's a Levite. He's a priest. The Lord is my portion. Learn what that means. The Lord is my portion. You better catch that. I get revelation and aspects about God's nature and attributes you ain't gonna get cause the Lord is my portion. And you want me to have enough time to search Proverbs 25. It's the glory of God to conceal a thing. It's the honor of kings to search a matter out. You want your pastor to have time to search out the mysteries of the kingdom so when you sit in this pew, you're getting something that's going to knock the devil out of your house and get you the victory you need. And tithing does that. Hithing allows the man and woman of God to bring strong meat to you. Verse 14, but strong meat, solid food, belongs to them that are full age who by reason of practice, you better practice what you get taught up in here. You better be like the Bereans. The on, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Well, the only way it's going to work for you is if you are able to discern the difference between good and evil. What good? What good is it to go to church and not know what's beneficial? <laughs> That's good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good is what's beneficial. Evil is what's detrimental. It doesn't make sense to go to church and not know this is detrimental to your health. You're just coming. You don't know how to discern between what's beneficial for you and what's detrimental to you. So you keep making the same mistakes over and over again because you don't know how to use it. Goodness gracious Allah. You don't know how to discern. That sounds crazy. To be a saint, a child of God, part of the body of Christ, and you've been saved for 25 years. And still can't see the devil in that. You can't see the devil in the ass of your grandchild. TT, that's the devil. What'd you say, baby? That's the devil. Can we go? <laughs> now, nah, baby, give me another hour. Milk. Say, milk. Say this milk is not meat. Milk is not meat. Milk, liquid food, is used to feed babies. And I'm, I, you know, I ain't stared at everybody this morning, but I, I don't see no bibs. <laughs> <and> sippy cups. <laughs> so I don't see a lot of babies this morning. I see a lot of mature adults, as a friend of mine say, with teeth in your head, (laughs) not in your mouth, in your head. (laughs) (laughs) So that means you can use some meat. That's what strengthens you is milk, is meat rather, and not milk. Because meat is needed to grow mature people, strong people, people that do hard work. How how many of us know life is hard work? I I know most folks under 19. (laughs) See, let me, let me, let me. You know, I ain't meddling, but I'm just telling the truth. Babies don't have jobs. The late great Cecilia Jane Logan, my mama. This is what we heard this at least twice a week. I pay the cost to be the boss. In other words, until you bring bringing some money up in here, you ain't got nothing to say about nothing. Just do what I tell you to do. Now, We're keeping it civilized, we're keeping it civilized, but we're talking real. By show of hands, how many of you have heard, how many of you as members of a church, whether it be this one or another one, have heard people you know don't give nothing always talking about what we should be doing? I heard the voice of Jesus say, I. It's like that in the house, like that in the family. The one that don't do nothing, eating up everything. (laughs) The last slice of red velvet cake. (laughs) They just knew that was for them. And you know them, (laughs) you know how they are, so you don't even bring it up because they're going to get mad at you for bringing it up. (laughs) I ain't going to say nothing. (laughs) They'll take care of that, BRIC. Babies don't have jobs. So if you've been living in the house with your parents, You ain't got no job. To me, you a baby. Let me add something to that. Let me add something to that. Babies don't have bills. If you live in in a house with your parents, you don't have a job, and you payeth no bills, you a baby. No, so maybe, maybe that ain't that in the me. I'm going to add one more and we're going to move on if you're full grown living in a house with your parents you have no job you pay no bills you have no responsibilities thou art babieth See, when a house is full of babies, the refrigerator is full of milk. (laughs) When the house is full of adults, it's full of meat. God says, excuse me, make sure my house is full of meat. Tell somebody that's our individual responsibility. See, when a church tithes, I'm talking about 90 plus percent. When a church tithes, <clears throat> you make the church strong enough to do the heavy lifting of kingdom building. Kingdom building is heavy lifting. We just ain't over here singing and shouting and dancing and falling out. Oh, you better hear what I'm saying. I ain't scared of nobody. Heavy lifting is not singing and shouting and falling out all the time. Heavy lifting is having enough money to help change the community. Oh, pro- let me prophesy in the midst of my message. For years, I would ride by that building and not even want to look at it. Because I, I got vision. I just need pro-vision. Now, watch this. I got a little sense. Ain't the sharpest pencil in the pocket protector. But I got enough sense to know not to fight on two fronts. We're not going to pay off 40 acres and then buy that at the same time. Even though I want you so bad. But that ain't business sense. Because that'll weaken us in here. Some of y'all don't even know this. I haven't said this in many years. I don't even know how many years ago it was. We were sitting in the conference room downstairs, probably below where I am now. Realtor, banker, myself. Just bought the, the, just got the 40 acres. Hadn't paid, just got it, just signed it. Ain't, Ain't paid on it yet, but we got it. Reverend Logan, I think you can go ahead and start building right now, brother. I said, deep down in here, H to the null. I heard the voice of Jesus. See, because I got a little sense, I know that paying on that forty acres is going to be so many thousands of dollars a month, plus the overhead we already got here. Thousand, we can't do that. It sound good. It looked good on paper. It looked good to the community. You could go bragging about it. We bought 40 acres and we finna build tomorrow. We would have been so weak. I'd have had to learn how to play the keyboard, the drums. <laughs> I ain't gonna fool with Keeler because he's too good. Are you hearing what your pastor's saying to you? Meet, let me say it this way. When everyone tithes, it makes the church strong enough to do whatever God puts in front of us to do. Because where God guides, he always provides. Listen to me. It's the same way with your family and your house. Stop biting off more than you can chew. That's weakening your house. Meat in the house strengthens the priests, the Levites, so they in turn can strengthen the people. They, The people, in turn, strengthen their homes. The homes, in turn, strengthen the community. That's how it's supposed to work in God's economy. My brothers and sisters, ministry is hard work. I'll be honest with you. There's been more than a couple times over the last 30 years that I said, God, if I'd have known all this, I think maybe one time I got almost close to tell God, you tricked me. You tricked me. I I don't think I got that far to say that. Ministry ain't no joke. It's hard work and babies can't manage it. Babies can't run your house. Babies can't run your house. You know it, some of y'all grandmamas and grandparents, you, you, you done done it already, now you're doing it again because your kids don't understand. And you know they don't understand. So you wanted to retire, but you couldn't because babies can't manage a house. Hmm. Babies don't have the muscles and the strength to handle it. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning of verse 1, Paul says, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual. I had to talk to you as carnal, even like babes in Christ. You say, but you're still a babe in Christ. Verse 2, I have fed you with milk and not meat, because up to this point you couldn't bear it. And truth be told, right now you can't handle it. Verse 3, because you're carnal. For whereas there is among you envy, Strife and divisions. Are you not carnal and walk as... Oh, no wonder you tell each other you're just human. No wonder you. Say, everybody's human. See, Logan put too much pressure on you. You're human just like... No, no, I ain't walking as no mere man. I made up my mind to stop doing that when I really got saved. <laughs> Listen, God requires his people to offer him things that strengthen life. Write that down. Think about it. Go home, meditate. Everything God requires us to give strengthens or adds to life. It doesn't take away from it. In order for you and I to strengthen another living being, you got to be strong enough yourself. And if you don't eat no meat, you're not going to be strong enough. If you don't get any protein, let me say it like this about vegan folk. If you don't get any protein, you're not going to have the muscles you need to strengthen and carry another brother or sister. God requires we give him what gives us strength. Oh, yes. Write that down. God requires us to give him what gives us strength, 10% of your income. (laughs) It's a token of our faith and love for him. God, you made me, you breathed into me the breath of life, you've given me strength, now I'm going to give some of my strength back to you because I know where it came from. So God requires, he requires, it's a commandment, it's not a suggestion. <coughs> Excuse me. Tithing is not, <coughs> tithing is not a holy suggestion. It's a holy commandment. Tithing makes the house strong. Non-tithers weaken the house the Lord's house particularly in these last days must be strong the Lord's house must be strong in the last days and we have to make it such Paul tells the church to put on the whole armor of God so we can stand against the wiles of the devil. Isn't that right? But how many of you know babies can't wear armor? Don't fit? They can't even pick up one part of it. So if you stay immature you have no protection. You in the church, unprotected. You sing and shouting and the dance with no armor on. You look cute, but the devil know you're vulnerable because you're not strong enough to wear the armor. Last thing. God says when we bring the tithe to the house, he says, "Test me." It's the only place in Scripture where God issues that kind of challenge. You think robbing me is cool? You so? Now, God ain't saying this. This is my interpretation with my little Decatur mind. You 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 stupid enough to think you can just rob me? You you that crazy? Okay, I'll tell you what, just test me then. Test me. Because somebody didn't mess your mind up. and talked you out of tithing. Every so often somebody come along, say something to you, and you stop tithing. So God said, I'll tell you what, test me then. Test me. You tithe. See if I won't open the windows of heaven. Here you go. Yeah. Test me. God said, test me. Don't test your pastor. Don't test the church. Don't test the denomination. Test me, God said. Test me. You start bringing your tithe. Bring the meat into my house and see what I won't do for you. I guarantee you, you'll never have another question about tithing again once I open the windows of heaven. Hey, God. Once I open the windows of heaven. Hey, has anybody ever had the windows of heaven opened up? Glory be to God. Notice what God says. See if I won't. See if I won't pour you out a blessing. See. See some of us some of us ain't got enough sense to test God. When he asked us to test him. Ooh, we. Pastor Deborah and I have so many testimonies. Of miracle after miracle. Of God doing supernatural things. Just because we tithe. I don't even tell him anymore. Probably should. God says. Try me on this. Try me. Watch and see if I won't open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Wait a minute. Can't, I can't get there yet, Elder Bindi, Benny. Because Jehovah God. You, you guys come on, use your sanctified imagination. The creator of everything. Listen, 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 listen. God has created things you ain't never even seen with your eyes. Woo! You can't even imagine, oh, God, with your mind. If he just gave us one of them blessings. But he says, no, 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 no. I'm going to bless you with something you don't have enough room to receive. Now, let's, let's use a little, I'm not going to take too much more time, but use your sanctified imagination. God, who created everything and knows where everything is, he created, and all the universes and multiverses and planets and galaxies and black holes, he said, I can bless, you won't have enough room. God knows where everything is. He said, ain't enough room for what I can. Give you, I give you worlds and galaxies you don't know, even hear. You don't you better open your mind up. You better recognize the God you serve. You gotta believe this. Now, the only other time windows of heaven I mentioned in Book of Genesis when The flood came, the waters came from uh, uh, subterranean, waters came up, and then the windows of heaven were open, waters came, rain came from above. But a part or another place where it's more poignant for this this discussion is in 2 Kings chapter 7, Then I'll be done. I hope I ain't taking too much time. (sighs) 2 Kings Mm 7.1. Now, in this particular scripture, I'm just going to set it up and just read it. There was a famine. Hallelujah. There was a famine, a sore famine, a grievous famine. And there were two lepers. And you know the story about leprosy and lepers back that in those days. They weren't to be seen in public because they could be killed. And so they would always hide out. But this famine caused these lepers to come out. And, and they, were, they were caught between whether they would go into the city or go hide somewhere. And they said, well, shoo." That's, that's all I needed to say. And so, <laughs> during this famine, Elijah, uh, Elisha, rather, he prophesied that within, watch this now, within 24 hours, the best foods would be dirt cheap. You better know who your God is. Within 24 hours, the best foods would be dirt cheap. Oh, you up here worried about that. Raised up the interest rates. <laughs> Please. <laughs> you better <laughs> yeah. okay. so, so so 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. We gotta finish. So Elijah answered and said, Listen to the word of the Lord. That's what y'all need to do. Listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says about this time tomorrow. Can I prophesy to somebody? Your life can change dramatically in 24. Hours. Anybody got any faith? Your life could change, totally change. In 24 hours, your whole life could turn around. Somebody shout, about this time tomorrow. Say, do it, Lord. So he says about this time tomorrow, 24 cups of the best flour will sell for a half an ounce of silver in the gateway of Samaria and 48 cups of barley will sell for a half an ounce of silver. Verse two, the servant on whose arm the king was leaning answered the man of God said, could this thing happen even if the Lord poured rain through the windows of the heavens? When God opens up the windows, woo, yes. When God opens the windows of heaven, all kinds of drastic, dramatic, life changing things happen that will never happen any other time in the history of the world when God opens the windows of heaven supernatural blessings and abundance begins to happen in and around your life I don't know who I'm talking to but everybody that's listening that servant said Elisha for that to happen God would have to open the windows of heaven well those two lepers experienced the windows of heaven my brothers and sisters as I close we typically open windows in our home to let smells out you burnt the bacon burnt the chicken open the window let it out. The smoke detector detector has gone off. We open windows to let things out. To let fresh air in. When God opens the windows, when God opens his windows, there's some stuff coming out of heaven. Woo! There's some stuff coming out of heaven. Come on, use your sanctified imagination. There's some stuff coming out of heaven, coming your direction, that only happens when you say, I'm gonna make sure there's meat in God's house. And no matter what it look like, I'm going to always tithe. I'm going to always bring my tithe into God's house because I want the windows of heaven open over my life. I want to see things be able, able to change within 20, For I'm never helpless or hopeless as a tither because in a matter of hours, God can turn anything around in my life. Why? Because I'm a tither. I'm a tither. I'm a tither. Anything can change in my life in a matter of hours. And then the last thing I'm going to say, because I ain't got nothing left in me. God says, I'll rebuke. I'll rebuke. I'll rebuke the devourer. Whatever is trying to eat away at everything or anything I promised you, I'm going to tell it myself. Stop! Cancer, stop! Stop! I rebuke, you'll not eat away at their life. Stop! All because you're a tither. And you want to make sure there's meat in God's house. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link to support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.